chopper gown, I ain't go to class. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to episode 3 of The Experience for season 2. This is our first special episode and our first visual episode, so if you want to see what we look like, go and follow our YouTube channel. Before we get things started, I do just want to give a trigger warning to survivors of sexual assault. We do talk about some deep topics relating to that today, so just giving that trigger warning there but on in case you missed it we talked about bob saget britney spears maya angelou being on the quarter the weekend and gunna's album releases and ahmaud aubrey for our prime time topic i interviewed darren with questions that he has never heard before this is the first time you're gonna get his real reactions to these questions that i ask him for our game today darren's dope dabbles of course because it's a special episode dedicated to my brother right there and then for the last call we are gonna have some final words from him as well Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. This is the experience. Man. <laughs> oh my god. Bro. They can see us now. They can see us. I know, man. Hey, we tried to do this the first episode. We tried to do this the season premiere. Fuck Riverside. If you're using riverside.fm, I'm going to drag the fuck out of them right now. Fuck them. They was on some other shit and that's why we couldn't start off a video, but we're here now. Shout we're out to now. Squadcast, but fuck Riverside. Like, literally, like, Mm-mm. I don't even yeah, want to talk I, about it anymore. And I recommended Riverside to a few of y'all. I'm so, so sorry, because that don't shit is so bad. Don't and I it. got, and, and me personally, I got beef with a lot of rivers. And Jay knows I got beef with Riverside. I got beef with River Oaks. That's where I live in Columbus. Everybody, the people who are close to me knows my struggles that I've had in my apartment complex in Columbus. Fuck River Oaks, fuck Riverside, <laughs> fuck um, Riverdale. That show has been ass for a long time. Bro, look, I watched the first season of Riverdale and never watched it again. Never I watched it again. It's like Empire. You know how niggas was when Empire, you know, okay. when you missed one episode. No, because we're not going to no, no, no. Empire. Like, that wasn't a good show. I watched Empire. I love oh, bro. Empire. I still love Empire. I think we, we loved Empire when the first season came out. I'm not going to hold you. We loved Empire. But yeah. if you look back on it, that shit wasn't that good. Like Empire wasn't that good. It didn't hit. Mm, I disagree. There, was, there wasn't. There wasn't. There was. There was good storylines. There were like probably like good moments and good like moments where you probably like, oh shit, this is this is something different. But overall, for the story, Empire was not hidden, and you know that. I will say Taraji did carry the show. Oh yeah, Taraji. I think didn't Terrence Howard take like a backseat after season one? I think he probably got a pay cut or some shit, and he was like, fuck that. I shit shit either way Taraji that's who I came back for and Jussie it was unfortunate that um oh that's another conversation for another day oh that's oh yeah oh yeah we definitely have to talk about the whole Jussie situation I, I even though I think it's all done now I think we can kind of like look back and like reflect on it now since everything is done all the uh everything every all the court cases have happened everything has happened in Jussie with Jussie so we definitely need to talk yeah. about that what I do want to talk about, though, I know you've probably been seeing. <laughs> Hold on. Let me oh, intro us really quick. Let me. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode three of The Experience. I'm Jay Gooden. And I'm Darren Allen. And we are here back at it again. This is our first special episode. Uh, I'm going to be interviewing Darren. I'm going to be asking you all the questions that you want to know and want to hear. Um, 
if he's not nervous already, he should be because I'm going <laughs> to fucking go there. I'm going <laughs> to fucking go there. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, and y'all can fucking see us now. Like, this yep. is what we look like. I know. Look, I'm looking a little rough this week. Next week, I'm going to be looking fire for my interview because I'm getting interviewed next week. But, um, yeah, we're yeah. here. Okay. Now, yeah, what are we going to yeah. say? <laughs> no, well, just before I say that, I do want to say, like, this is, like, you already mentioned, it's a special episode. This is very different than our standard episodes that we usually do. Um, usually, we kind of, we go through, like, a myriad of topics. We talk about it, give our perspectives of it. Um, but this one's a little bit different. We're trying to do that uh, for this season. So, you'll see a lot of special episodes. So, like, yep. this first iteration of it is my interview. So, Jay's going to ask me questions to get to know me. Even though he knows me pretty well, I know a lot of you don't. I know so, a lot yeah, of these he, answers. I yeah, know he he knows he knows how I'm going to answer a lot of a lot of these questions, but I definitely think it would be you know I don't know beneficial for the the listeners to kind of get an insight on one of the hosts. I'll do it. There'll be a Jay's interview next week uh, or next episode where I ask questions to him. But this episode is really just getting to know me. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited to see what Jay's asked. He hasn't given me any questions beforehand, so I'm going nope. in blind. Everything that he asked me is a genuine reaction from me mm-hmm. because I have no clue what this nigga's about to ask. <laughs> but uh, but what I was about to say, I I got to ask you, man, I know you're not I know you are you you are a pretty big Kanye fan. You're not as big as me, but I do want to ask you, man, how you man, feel about this? Oh, that's a term I would use relatively. But OK, you're pretty. I say his music. I know you don't okay. really give a fuck about what he, his antics, and you know I've defended his antics plenty of times on the podcast, and even outside of the podcast, off air, I mm-hmm. defend his antics. But some things, man, you know, cool and I'm man. objective. Huh? You, you. 2018 was a very odd year for a lot of us. I won't. I won't say just Kanye. It was a lot of us. A lot of. If you could look back, if everybody looks back at their 2018, you'll be like, yo, I was kind of a little bit. I was a little bit. I, was, uh, I don't know. Like you, you just you just look back and be like, "Whoa, what the fuck was I on for a lot of 2018 or a lot of 2019?" Was, Everybody has that year. For me, it's it 2018. Was, it was 2018 for me too. A yep. fucking mess. I wish I could go back and just smack the shit out of myself and be like, "What the fuck, bro? Come on." Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah. Kanye. What about yeah, Kanye? Kanye I want to ask sorry. you, man. I know you see him trying to flex <laughs> off the divorce. Him getting a nice young actress. To be his little muse. And this I think it's a response Fox. to Kim getting a nice little actor to be her muse. <laughs> and, and, you know, in my head, I'm just thinking, like, what the fuck is going on? I don't even know who Julia Fox is. I just, I think she was on Uncut Gems. Yeah. That one I just movie think with this Adam is so Taylor. weird because if he is just doing that to get back at him, then you lost. Because it's like, I feel like Kim actually really likes Pete, so... Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. Like Kim probably does because she probably fucks with the little things. Like she's not really fucking with a lot of the things that Kanye has probably been doing for the last few years. So she probably really, really appreciates like regular people things. Like she's obviously a super celebrity. She makes so much money. Her perception of love is a little different than like the common folk, and she probably misses that type of shit. The common folk, Jesus, and we're the com- we're the common folk. We're not 
Well, you're a little bit different because you're about to get to that that next echelon. But like the rest of Even us, when I get people. there, you are not common to me. We were all, we're yeah. All Let's we're all. <laughs> I, I, I love I love your optimism, but no, we're the common folk. Uh, <laughs> we're we're definitely not on the same level financially and celebrity wise as Kim Kardashian or Kanye West. So like, it's now a little you guys bit can different. see my facial expressions when sometimes he says these things that are very strong opinions. You can see my face. I'm just like, yeah. wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it just, it's, it's you just are kind of, one of our viewers that is blind. I do apologize. I'm not trying to be insensitive. So. Ooh, if, yeah, if you're blind, I'm sorry. Um, well, keep okay. listening on Spotify. I don't know how you get on Spotify or Apple Music, but or Apple Podcasts, but shit, whoever's helping you get on those platforms and listen to us, if you're blind, fuck it, we'll still upload them there. But people who can see will see his reactions. But I was saying, like, they're in a totally different tax bracket than us. So, like, their whole perception of love is a little bit different, especially when, like, um, a lot of money is involved. And I think Kim's hit hit a point where, like, Kanye has kind of disassociated himself, obviously, from the marriage and and a lot of those little things that women really, really love. Mm. Um, and, and Pete's probably providing that. And, and you know, like... And, oh, and, Pete's and providing it, all right. Pete's they're, providing they're, it. You know what Pete's providing I don't know what Pete's oh, yeah. providing at all. Oh, yeah. oh, but you know what all I'm, I'm, all I'm gonna say is Pete. Pete is a little hammy to me. Just his personality is a little hammy to me. But that's that's okay if, if Kim He's likes ham. He's a comedian. Hams. All comedians are kind of hamburgers. Kind of hammy, yeah. But yeah. you know, Kim Kim likes hams. Kanye is a ham, but Pete's yeah. a real ham because he doesn't have nearly as much money as Kanye. Um, but I think this is Kanye's retaliation. And niggas like to retaliate a little bit, especially when women love to shove the new nigga in your face. Like, love the post pictures of them all love, lovey-dovey. She hasn't posted any pictures. She doesn't have to post it because she orders paparazzi to come to wherever she is. Come on, she's Kim Kardashian, bro. We need to be realistic. And Kanye <laughs> is, is orchestrating it a little, little more than Kim. So that looks more corny than what Kim's doing. But essentially, like, they're doing the same shit. Either or I don't know. So I just want to get your perspective. I don't know you don't give a fuck about no none of this shit for I I, yeah, I literally box, but I just kinda wanna see. I know you've seen it. You've been on social media, so I kinda wanted to see what the fuck how how do you feel about Ye and Kim and all this and them trying to play these like like we was talking about in the first episode, mind games with each other kind of. Okay. Here's what I think. You guys know I want Kim Ye to work. I want it to work, but I think it's not gonna work. But I just, I'm happy okay. for Kim. I want Kim to do her thing with Pete. I hope it lasts. Um, and then Kanye, I hope that he's actually happy with this Julia Fox. And he's not just stringing her along. And that's all I got to say about it, honestly. <laughs> I really don't care. <laughs> no, I feel you. You know, I just wanted to get your perspective because I've just been seeing it a lot. And especially me, yeah. since I follow Kanye a little more closely than than the rest of these niggas. Yeah. I see it a lot more, and I know a lot of y'all have seen it as well. It's just it's just interesting to think about how men go about the breakups when they see women shoving the new nigga in their face. And we'll get into that during your interview. Oh, boy. <laughs> but all right, uh, y'all, um, before we interview Darren, we're still going to do In Case You Missed It this week. So course, in case you missed it, um, this past weekend was it yeah it was this weekend um a legendary comedian and actor um lead in full house and then reprised in fuller house bob saget um has passed away um i don't know if the uh details of the death have been revealed yet 
but he was on a national uh, comedy stand-up tour, and he was in Florida at the Ritz Carlton, and they found him. And you know, it just it just came out of nowhere. It's like really shocking. And I don't I don't know I don't know if I said this, but somebody used to say this, and I used to like run with it. But it always happens in threes because you have um, Sydney, and then you have Betty, and then you got Bob. Bob was the third. So. It's just really sad. Um, rest in peace, uh, Mr. Saget. I loved Fuller House. Um, I know a couple of people from the cast were saying different things that they were gutted and that I think it's really strange. A lot of them were saying that they were gutted. And I'm like, did y'all plan to say the same statement? But mm-hmm. yeah, either way, um, rest in peace. Uh, condolences to uh, his family. They're asking for, um, you know, privacy, of course, at this moment but as soon as we know more about the situation what happened we'll definitely let you know yeah um bob man ah that shocked me man that that really did shock me because he was only 65 right he was oh yeah he was young 65 years young like he had plenty more life to live and he's like america's dad i know we gave bill cosby that but for obvious reasons, we do not give that nigga that shit no more. Um, uh, but I forget you guys can see my face now, so I have to like manage no, my dead, facial expression. But I'm dead ass though because yeah. a lot of y'all niggas was saying Bill Cosby was America's dad, but y'all wasn't saying that shit no more when that nigga was. Yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, Bob Saget. That's another the white version. <laughs> That's a, exactly just like the Justin Wait, is shit. Bob but, Saget the white Bill Cosby. We like we can't give him that no more. We we, we can't. well actually, I don't know. I've been hearing some rumors about Bob Saget, bro, and I and oh I don't know God. how true they are. I don't know how true they are, but I'm gonna speak in a in a positive manner because Bob Saget was, like I said, America's dad. He's somebody that we grew up on, that we we kind of like saw as like, oh yeah, he he the pops that 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 stands beside you. That stands like he's right behind you. He's really gonna make sure like you he's really going to give you the lessons that you really need that a dad would give you in a TV format type shit. And, and full house was like a very important show. Fuller house. I've watched a little bit of that. I don't think I watched too much of that, but I love Fuller house. house. He's there's With a sequel. Cameron you know how they do. Republican ass. I still watch that show though. I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, yeah, but yeah, Danny Tanner, America's funny, home, funniest home videos. Um, and, and just Bob Saget's personality, his aura, his dark humor. And you know, me and you, we love dark humor. So like him, him, like really, him really leaning into that as his main form of comedy is really special. And to, for him to be so endearing, to be so, um, I don't know, protective as like a, like a TV father, it, it kind of gave us a perception of him. That's just always going to be like good for, well, until we find otherwise, but like obviously he just I don't know he's he's done so much he's he's contributed so much to us and you know our generation a lot of people who like he's beloved um but so yeah it's definitely rest in peace to Bob Saget we don't know many of the details about his cause of death but like Jay said we're definitely gonna let you guys know the more we know um but yeah it's, it's definitely a tragedy prayers out to his family the castmates of Full House and any other shows that he was on that's crazy I don't know many. <laughs> Shows that this nigga was on. <laughs> no, Abby, he, was on, he did America's Funniest Home Videos too. He hosted that. Yeah, he hosted that. I mentioned um, that, but like other than that, I don't really know much. He was a comedian. He was more stand up, but yeah. the shows, those were the shows that are pivotal. Full House is definitely a mark on our culture. Is definitely a legendary show. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. Prayers out to, to, to Bob Saget and his family, man. I hope they get answers because this is yep. tragedy for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Yeah. Uh, in case you missed it, um, I, I want to talk about, uh, so, well, it's not really funny. I'm just thinking about it funny because you know how I get. Um, Maya Angelou was announced uh, to be wait, on. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. No, no, no. We got one before that. Well, which Brittany. one? Brittany. <laughs> I got I got shit about both of them. But Don't I'm steal a, my topic. Hold on. I'm a t- <laughs> All right. Uh, we talk about Brittany first. Okay. Brittany. Brittany, Brittany, Brittany. Brittany Spears. For those of you who have not who don't know Britney Spears recently has become a free woman. Um, she's no longer binded by her father. Right. Am I wrong? It was her father, right? Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, Britney Spears was in a conservatorship. Um, and if you don't know what a conservatorship is, please Google it. Um, but Britney shouldn't have been in the conservatorship to begin with. Um, just because it's, if you look up what a conservatorship is, I'm not mm-hmm. going to explain it. You guys got to mm-hmm. Yeah, She shouldn't yeah. have been in it. But she was recently released. There's been so many court dates, so many trials. There's been a free Britney movement um, that the fans started to kind of, like, get her out of it. And she wasn't acknowledging it at first. But then, like, at the end of it, she started supporting it. And, you know, she was able to end the conservatorship. So, okay. Yeah. But continue. No, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, for the people that don't know, she's free now. She's able to have social media. She's able to be out and about without restrictions. And, you know, it's been it's been interesting to see her her reintroduction, I'll say, into the real world <laughs> because she's been kind of wild. I don't know if people have been following Britney's social media. I don't know if they just saw that she was free and it was just like, OK, Britney's free. She's going to have music, blah, 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 whatever. But I, I followed her on Instagram, man, and she is. I don't Bro, know. Man. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't seem like she's doing that all that well. <laughs> it does not. There's seem this like one post that she posted, well. and this she was fucking naked and had emojis over her pussy and her titties. And I'm like, girl, like I don't know. It we'll see. Darren's gonna edit the video for this. If you can put a picture of it, like right here. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. No, no, I'm gonna put the. I'm gonna put the, the. The all the pussy was all out. The titties was all out. I the said, ass cheeks was doing? all out. And I was like, yo, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I'm trying bro, this to Instagram, bro. my dark humor right now. Bro, yeah. this is Instagram, bro. And it, it's just making me think like the shit. Like if it was Twitter, like, okay, if it was Twitter, okay, that's fine. It's Twitter it's porn Twitter. everywhere. But Instagram yeah. is just like, she's just showing off everything. Site, bro. And I'm like, what? what is her the purpose? follow like? her, I think, too. <laughs> And I'm thinking, if like, what's mom, the purpose? Mom, if my mom, mom, if you're listening, please don't ever. I don't. I feel like I don't even have to tell my mom that. That's just not some shit that she would ever be on, at all. No, yeah, no, no, the no. The type no, of woman no. that my mom is, no. Brittany, 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 Brittany. Please, if you need some more help, reach out to somebody that can help because it's it's looking really bad. In my head, I'm like, yo, that's probably why Betty White kicked it. That's probably why White. This is probably why Betty White kicked it, bro. She she saw Britney Spears and her titties and ass on Instagram. She said, She's like, right. uh-uh. She said, I've lived too long. I've lived way too long. <laughs> why did I why am I looking at this shit? 
Why am I looking at Britney Spears' ass cheeks on my timeline? And if I'm 99 (laughs) years old, wait, what ass cheeks? I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, but what ass? I'm sorry. Well, ass her legs, whatever the fuck she got, she ain't no plump with it. It, it, Don't let me get into to what the nude was like because I didn't see the full nude. I've seen like obviously emojis over the nudes, but you can get a good glimpse of what the fuck her shit is rocking for. And here's the thing though, I I don't mind yeah. like a, a booty and like a uh, it's just I don't know. The only thing that I felt was wrong with the picture was the vagina. Everything else was fine. Like I, I feel like you should not post your genitalia. I don't want to see dicks on Instagram and I don't want to see vaginas on Instagram. And look, that's what makes I love boring, look, I love looking at a good dick. I do. I'm very, very gay, okay? Pero when I go on Instagram, I'm not trying to see all of that. Like, you know, I'd be open up Instagram around my friends and I don't want to scroll and see somebody's penis or someone's vagina. I just Yeah, you know, that's that's a wholesome site. You expect to see, like, see you know, the highlights, nice faces, nice, nice fits, but now we're just seeing like nudity and stuff. And I don't I'm know, man. I'm surprised that it didn't get taken down. Because she's Britney Spears. They just letting her rock until like they're like, yo, she's she's tripping. Hey, also Jamie Lynn, her sister. What the fuck is going on with her face? Oh my god. <laughs> he just showed for for those who 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 couldn't see clearly, she just showed the picture of Britney's nude. Just it's still on Instagram and he liked it. You see, you see the, the red light <laughs> on, on this shit. That nigga liked this shit. Let me give you some background, though. I was drunk when this was all taking place. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you know, I think I've been posted on my close friends and like put like the toxic song behind it. Oh, yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but no, like I was saying, Jamie Lynn, somebody needs to check on her to the Spears sisters need to be checked on because I don't know what she got going on with her face because she looked kind of like the Stonehenge because her nose is drooping down a type some type of way. And I'm like. This does not look like Zoe. <laughs> Zoe one on one, and I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" She's I so think the Spears household now. is under disarray right now. So, yeah, um, it's uh, it's some bullshit going on. Yeah, but that's really all, right, all I had to say about Britney. But you can go ahead and bring up the topic that I was gonna bring up earlier. Yeah, you go tried ahead. to swoop that for me. No, I, I did. I have okay. shit to talk about with that too. Go ahead. All right. In case you missed it, Maya Angelou, who was an American poet, a memorist, a civil rights activist. Um, you may have known a few books by her, a few poems. One of my favorites is I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings. I also love Phenomenal Woman. But she is going to be the first black woman on a U.S. quarter. That is so dope. And I just think that it's so awesome just because, you know, we built this country. This country is ours and we need to be represented in everything. And money is a part of that. And I know that we still waiting for fucking Harriet Tubman to be on the $20 bill. I've been hearing oh, that shit. Don't get me started. Like, don't like what's started. going on? So I'm oh. was so happy to see that she's going to be on the quarter. Um, and yeah. 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 No, definitely. Big shout out to Maya Angela. This kind of came out of nowhere. I didn't, I didn't really follow or at least I didn't know anything before, like, the announcement that she was going to be on the quarter. I had no clue that she was going to be considered for any money. But first, I want to say rest in peace to Maya Angelou, one of my favorite, favorite poets, legendary poet. Um, Black History Month is coming up. 
I'm going to have a lot to say about Maya Angelou once that month comes up on the pod. But yeah, I love Maya Angelou. She's definitely, definitely really, really pivotal in my life. Um, so yeah, I was very excited to see that she was on a quarter. Um, and yeah, it was, it was just like the, of course they, they, they put her on the quarter because like you said, <laughs> Harriet Tubman was supposed to be on the $20 bill. I don't know a lot of niggas that don't remember that, but Harriet Tubman was supposed to be on the $20 bill. I think it was like two that? years ago. I want to say a lot of people like uh, I'm saying like it was it was it was like a main topic of conversation about a couple years ago that Harriet Tubman was going to be on the $20 bill. Like we supposed to get a tub, not a dub. It's supposed to be okay. a tub. We supposed to be like, hey, let me get a tub. Let me get a tub. And that was supposed to be like monumental. But now it's just like they, they kind of just scrapped that idea because maybe the money, the, the amount was too big. So they were like, let's put somebody else, some other black historical figure on like a quarter. Mm-hmm. And there we go. Abraham Lincoln is on the penny and the $5 bill. Yeah. Why, why are white men on, on both? I'm tired I'm of seeing say, all these white men. I'm going to say, why the fuck is he on both? Why does he get that? But now Maya Angelou got to get the quarter. And Tubman not even in the quarter. I will say, though, a quarter is worth more than the penny, and I would be offended if they put her on the penny. I'd be like, are you fucking Oh, yeah, they wasn't. And that's crazy. You know, I'm glad they didn't, but it's crazy that they didn't think about putting her on a penny because, like I said, Abraham Lincoln has two, his his face on two different, like, sets of money. Like, Let me take him off one of them. real quick. Let me put y'all hip to something real quick, okay? This is why Abraham Lincoln it? should just be on the penny, okay? The Emancipation Procl- Pro- Proclamation, sorry. The Emancipation Proclamation was just a war strategy. That nigga did not care. That nigga had slaves. And so because of that, he doesn't need to be on shit, first of all. But if you were to take him off and you have to choose Ooh. between the $5 bill and the penny, Take the nigga off the five dollar bill and let him stay on the penny. And there you go. Not ready you were told. Look it up. Look it up. Oh boy, they're not ready for that, bro. You were they're not ready for that conversation. Shit, like uh, rewind this because I think some of y'all missed it. Rewind that. Y'all missed this shit because Abraham Lincoln yeah. was not a good person at all. That nigga no. was on some bull. No shit. Um. Yeah, we got one more. Let's yep. let's do it, and then it's time for you to get. In that hot seat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh, okay. Um, in case you missed it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. In case you missed it, Ahmaud Aubrey. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to say, in case, am I, yeah, I just remember. In case you missed it, Ahmaud Aubrey's. Um, for, for those who don't know, a couple years ago, around February 2020, Ahmaud Aubrey was killed. He was gunned down by um this guy and his son uh George and I think it was George and Travis McMichael um they took they took the law into their own hands they thought Ahmad Aubrey was uh, a criminal or or somebody that was, that was intended to harm them so they took the law into their own hands and killed him themselves um so we spent a lot of and obviously a lot of you know how 2020 was we spent a lot of t- uh, summer 2020 uh protesting about uh, situations uh, obviously in co- in tandem with um, George Floyd, um, Ahmaud Arbery situation was also very prominent. Um, but now, a couple years later, um, his perpetrators have been sentenced now for life without the possibility of p- parole. It was George and Travis McMichael got life without the possibility of parole, and I think their third accomplice I cannot remember his name, 
he got life with the possibility of parole. But I don't know when it is. But either way, this is definitely a big celebration um, because we're not used to, you know, people getting their justice um, or people like getting sentenced for doing wrongdoings. Um, but it was also bittersweet because it's, it's just like this isn't really going to change much. Um, yeah, I, I feel you, like... And I know you, I'll say this real quick, and I know you, like, you're you're more of an activist than I am. I know in 2020, it was really heavy on you, on your heart, and you had a lot to, to, to go with, and you had a lot to do in 2020, especially what was going on. So, like, seeing two years later in 2022, uh, the perpetrators of Ahmaud Arbery's death getting sentenced, how does that make you feel? I yeah. don't know. It makes me feel really, really good, I guess. Um mm-hmm. It is bittersweet because of the fact that the whole justice system needs to be changed. Like the whole thing. Remember what I said last week, things can't be reformed if there's stuff, you know, like you can't reform racism out of the system because there's racism embedded in the DNA. The whole system has to change. Um, So it's bittersweet in that point, but it just goes to show you that like protesting works. Like we were out there protesting in the streets Ahmaud Aubrey, George Floyd, we were saying their names and standing 10 toes. That shit works. It makes um, waves. And I just also want to say we're still waiting for justice for Breonna Taylor. This is mm, ridiculous. Yes. And I yes, also yes, want yes, to yes. highlight how too, like sometimes the movement doesn't necessarily benefit black women. Like mm-hmm. black women need their names said just as loud, if not louder sometimes. But yeah. Um, yeah, like I, I, I don't know. It, it just goes to show you that protesting and using your voice and um, standing up for what is right, it works. It works. Yeah. So keep doing that. Keep doing that. Keep using your voice. Keep protesting. Keep spreading awareness because um, it works. Mm-hmm. It works. It works. It works. And I know the justice system, justice system has been against us uh, for so long historically. Um, and this is just. Just a slight win, a very, very small win, but a big win at the same time because, you know, like, again, prayers to Ahmaud Arbery and his family. Uh, rest in peace um, to Ahmaud Arbery and, and prayers to his family. And and I know there's no amount of justice that can be served that can alleviate the pain of losing somebody close to you. doesn't matter, like, what what the, the outcome was, even though this is a better outcome than what we're usually accustomed to. This is definitely, you know, doesn't alleviate the pain of losing someone. So definitely prayers out to to his family, prayers out to, to anyone affected by this. Um, but, yeah, this is definitely a win regardless. Um, fuck, fuck all three of them niggas, wiggas. Um, yeah. Agreed. Simple as that. Um, yeah. But lastly, uh, before we get into my interview, I do want to say in case you missed it, the Gunna and The Weeknd had dropped albums last weekend. Huh. Now we gotta talk about this shit. The, the weekend, the weekend. <laughs> but I but I do want to say before before both. Jay gets into his little rant, I know he probably got a little mini rant going on. I just want to say this really quick, and then I'm gonna let you finish. Go ahead. I expected to feel to- two totally different ways about both of these projects, honestly. <laughs> and <I'm, laughs> go ahead, just go ahead. We'll yeah, no, no, for real, for real though. Um, I'm gonna start with Gunna. Um. I like Gunna. I've liked Gunna since he's, you know, he came onto the scene. Um, um, Drip Season is is one of his acclaimed mixtape series. 
album series. You know, there's no real distinction between the two nowadays. It's a project, a mixtape album, same shit. But Drip Season has been very prominent in his mixtape series or his music series. Um, and, you know, I've, I've really fucked with Gunna. I know a lot of people say he's like a young thug clone, but I think he's really differentiated himself from thug. Uh, even though like a lot of the music landscape nowadays is, is really melodic, is really that same type of voice that Young Thug kind of pioneered. And obviously, you know, Thug is is, is very close to Gunna. So Gunna is obviously going to take influence from that. Um, but for DS4 Drip Season 4, his latest installment, I think it's his last installment in this series, he definitely um, didn't disappoint. Like he, he, he really um, came out swinging. I'm glad like beginning of 2022 we're getting these a-list artists coming swinging so like i'm really excited what this year is gonna bring i know people thought 2020 was gonna be okay be a be a good year because 2019 was kind of lack and people thought 2021 was gonna be better because, because of drama. Was so ass because of the pandemic but i think 2022 is what we thought 2021 was gonna be in terms of music so i think a lot of the a-listers are gonna come swinging and i think gonna he started off and he, he really he really showed. Um, he really showed his ass. He's really, he's very, very talented. He's very gifted. He can make songs, and you know, I, I, I expect to see, a, I hear a lot of these on the radio. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. Let me, t- let me tell you on my top five. One, two, mm-hmm. three. actually, top four. I didn't have a top five. Sorry, <laughs> but I had a top four. You know, that's better than none. Better than nothing, right? We'll right. get right. into that. Um, <laughs> oh, <boy>. <laughs> <laughs> but um top four mop featuring young thug um yeah. thought i was playing with gunner and 21 or gunner with gunner, gunner. And oh, you know this nigga don't <laughs> gunner i don't know why this is because i work in corporate america all day and so like i have to use my hard r's you know and so Sometimes it just sneaks up on me. He be but here and Gunna and Twenty One Savage on thought I was playing. He be you and me nigger. with Gunna and Chloe. I was like, okay, Chloe, okay, Chloe. Chloe has to and drop then, this year. She has to. She has to. I hope Sorry, so. I Her and Normani. Normani fucking lying ass talking about. I'm gonna drop at the end of the year, bitch. Where's this album at? I love you though. I love you, Normani. But come on. Um, and then South to West. Those are my top four. Love those songs. And yeah. Um. I didn't put together my top four, but I like at least half of this album. Some songs I can skip, but I think half of this album I could definitely listen to. Um, I can't say the same about <laughs> The Weeknd. That, okay. All right, all right. <laughs> okay, let me just say this. I see what you were trying to do, bro. I see what you were trying to do. And I just want to say, and sorry, Able fans are going to come for me. Bring it. I don't care. You could have <laughs> kept that on your ass now. You could have kept that shit. What the fuck was this? Mm. I hated it. I mm. love you the weekend. I love Abel as a person, but that I it just was not. I don't want to say it was a bad album. I'm not gonna say that. It was good. I can't do that, but it just was not for me. Mm. It was not my cup of tea. No, it wasn't. That's real. Um, we we also have to acknowledge that we're we have to realize we're not getting the same Abel anymore. Y'all need to stop that. That's a fever dream. We're not getting House of Balloons, Thursday, uh, well, Trilogy. We're not getting Trilogy Abel ever again. I'm sorry. He's gotten too big. He's gotten too hot off the pop wave. He's never, ever coming off this high. Ironic, because that nigga needs to snort some cocaine and give me some music, some cocaine-type music again. Deadass. 
That's how I feel about Bruno Mars. He's not coming back. To again, the well, no, no, he's doing way more cocaine probably than he's ever done. But they just I, like got. Stuck. I think that the weekend is stuck in the eighties. Oh yeah, he's, he's been stuck in Bruno the Mars for the last couple properties. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I thought Donna. Yeah, look, I fuck with the eighties. Thriller came out in the eighties. Amazing album, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not it's not like that. I'm gonna say the eighties new wave was hot in the eighties, and people have emulated that era very well. A lot of artists have emulated that era very well. But the weekend, I think he's like like you said, stuck in the eighties. The last couple albums have been very eighties themed. And I think Dawn FM wasn't better than the albums that he's already done that are 80s theme. You feel me? And like honestly, I really don't like when all of the songs sound like the same song. Right. I couldn't tell you what song was not what song and what song is what song. It all sounds like one song to me. And yeah. Hey, but some people like it. I've heard a couple of my friends say, hey, it's a vibe. If they just play it and they're blowed or if they're high or if they're just like depressed. They throw that bitch on and they're just like, hey, they just kind of just go into the to like a ether and they just feel it. Um, but me as someone, you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a I wouldn't say I'm a big fan of the weekend, but I'm a pretty decent fan of the weekend. This yeah. is a disappointment, uh, all in all. Um, I definitely don't don't see why he's sticking to this formula, but I mean, hey, no, actually I do see why he's sticking to that formula. He's making him money. And he's gotten big off this shit, but it's it's sacrificing the quality of the music and the fact, like you said, you didn't expect the, the gunner to outperform the weekend on the same. Yeah, weekend. I'm like, like literally, like, yeah. I fucked with that gunner project. I gunner shat on the weekend. I'm sorry, gunner shat <laughs> on the weekend. If you listen to both projects, he shot on the weekend, and the weekend just didn't deliver. But you know, and that's the thing. Um, that's the thing. I feel yeah. like there was no variety. Gonna have variety. There was variety. Yeah, there was no variety here. Oh yeah, he had variety. Weekend didn't have none of that shit. But yeah, I don't know. Hopefully the weekend could come back. But yeah, I don't know. All right. But. Well, that was in case you missed it, and now it's time for the moment you've all been waiting for. Darren's interview. How you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. You know, uh, I don't know. Like I said earlier, I don't know what he's going to ask me, y'all. Is anything off limits? Nothing's off limits. Nothing. Come on. I'm going to open. Oh, shit. Well, I'm not. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I'm not too open. But I'm open enough. I'm going to be open enough. I'm going to answer truthfully, honestly. Every question you ask me, I'm going to ask with my full heart. And I'm going to answer with my full heart. And I'm going to give you all insight of how I think or how I act. So, yeah, I'm ready. All right. And I'm going to start off really general and really cool. So, look, I'm going to ask the questions, but it's going to be cool. Just relax. It'll be fine. You're in good hands. Oh yeah. So, Darren Allen, tell me a little bit about your background, where you come from. You're a junior. I want to kind of like know about that and mm-hmm. like how how's that dynamic with you and mm-hmm. your family and like how you were brought up? Uh yeah, so um it's pretty simple. You know, I'm a regular guy, Darren Allen Jr., uh born February 27th, 1998. Um for people who are into astrology, I'm in Pisces. Um go ahead and give all the judgments as you will because <laughs> you know, there's always judgments for every sign. I know Pisces probably has hella stereotypes and the people that know me person personally probably say I subscribe to a few of those stereotypes. But 
Either I mean, you way, you are a fortune um, teller, like most Pisces are. I will say that. I just be knowing. Um, but anyway, um, no, um, I came up, uh, I came up very similar to a lot of people, you know, um, well, a lot of people in my area, like you, I'm from Detroit, um, born and raised, um, grew up, I actually grew up in Oak Park, which is a suburb around Detroit. Um, um, and I actually went to a lot of Detroit high school. So I like a lot of my friends are just kind of in that same elk, um, So, yeah, I've just been kind of, you know, just going through life, just really, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like life for me has been kind of up and down because I've been, I don't know. I feel like this is the same for anyone, but mm-hmm. I've just been trying to figure out my purpose really in life. Um, So, like, kind of coming up, you, you kind of have certain expectations to to live up to, like, certain ideals that maybe your parents might have and you and you maybe, like, don't really live up to them exactly, but you make yourself proud um, at the same time. You make yourself proud at the same time. So I'll say, like, and that's really prevalent, me being a junior, like you said. Um, right. My dad is also named Darren Allen, so, like, I have the exact same namesake. So, like, he looks at me as, like, his heir, his his the person that's that's supposed to like continue his legacy kind of especially since giving him the same name giving me the same name as him um but no like my own person even though i'm a junior um i definitely it definitely doesn't help that i look exactly like my dad if y'all no, see I was my just dad gonna I say, he has the same name here. and the same face like it's kind of same creepy. exact face so it, it's kind of like you, you you go through life, especially like having the same name as your father. Well, having your father in your life is all, is is a big thing, especially for the black community. Like having a right. having a, a, a upstanding father that's that's around, that's that's helping, that's like trying to elevate you as a person is definitely you know, uh, you know it's not commonplace, and and I'm definitely grateful for that. Um, but yeah, you just get kind of that automatically. Uh, having a father the same elk as you, the same name as you, the same face as you, you just want to kind of live in his footsteps or kind of like move in his footsteps. Um, but no, I've just, I've kind of went through a different path. You know, I'm just, you know, he, me and him are actually very different. If you, if you like just listen to us talk, we might even have the same vocal pattern, but we're very, <laughs> very different. I'm saying we're very, very different people. And, you know, I've kind of grown away from just being Darren Allen Jr. or DJ. That was my nickname. Mm-hmm. um so yeah i just you know just kind of came up uh just trying to really trying to i focus more on the individual side of myself because i'm a junior and i feel like juniors anybody who's a junior knows what i'm talking about that you really kind of feel like you need to separate yourself from your dad or separate yourself from whoever you're named by and you want to become mm-hmm. your own person so like i've really just been kind of going through that type of journey really but um yeah absolutely that's crazy i never <laughs> fucking even realized that and i yeah. know this guy okay um and so you talked a little bit about um you know just have those expectations that were placed on you and you know living up to those or not living up to those um can you talk a little bit more about what some of those expectations were what were some of the values that uh, were instilled in your household and um yeah, just talk a little bit about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I'll say my mom and my dad both in my lives. Also, um, also, what do your parents do? I want to know that too. Oh yeah, so yeah, I was kind of going to talk about that, but now, but they're both in uh computer science. Like my dad is a oh, um, network engineer. What? 
he was a network engineer then he became a director and then he went back to network engineer because he got a much better job and my mom is a software analyst so like they're both really really big your parents are fucking rich and smart what the fuck rich i wouldn't say that you're richie rich i wouldn't say rich i would not say rich but they do know they did kind of get on that tech wave before a lot of people did especially like them coming up and going to college in the late 80s computers were starting to become a thing they they realized that there was a lot of it was very lucrative it was a lot of money into that so like they kind of went in that and they like they thrived in it and they succeeded in it so like i kind of came up in a very matter of fact household a very you know if you if you anybody who like studies computer science or studies engineering knows that like there's only one right answer for math or like any type of science, any type of engineering in that type of elk. And they kind of parent it in that type of way, my parents. So like they were very matter of fact, there's really only one uh, or a few ways. It might be a few ways, a little more nuanced, but like a few ways to do things, but it's very focused on like um, just how you move and how you, it, or how you act. Um, so I'll say like my parents, my mom and my dad, the expectations that they had on me was kind of following in their footsteps in a sense like not necessarily like they didn't really push me into the same field or the same realm of 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 career that they were part of but they've also like kind of wanted me to they wanted me to be my own man but they also wanted me to like be practical be very pragmatic they wanted me to be less emotional less uh less thinking with your heart more thinking with your mind so like, especially my dad, he would always be like, you need to be focused. You need to figure it out. He would always be like, figure it out. Even when I was a little kid, he'd be like, figure it out. I remember one time, this is a funny story. I was, we, we went on a family trip to, um, I want to say, was it Universal Studios? Somewhere, it was, it was one of those amusement parks. It was Universal, probably Universal Studios. We went there and I was like seven. And I was with my mom, my dad, my sister. My sister was like three and i was obviously seven type shit and and my mom and my dad we was there so i remember my dad we were going around obviously like um going on a rise enjoying ourselves as a family i remember my dad looked at me at seven years old he looked me in the eye and he said you're gonna be the leader of us tonight or today you're gonna you're gonna guide us to all the roller coasters you're gonna guide us to everything we need to do you're gonna create an itinerary in your head and you're gonna and you're gonna and you're gonna guide us like you need to guide us. Like at seven like, years no, old, no following us. Don't follow your parents. I'm seven, so I'm like I'm thinking to myself like, oh, okay. So he give me the map uh-huh. of the whole uh, island, the whole Universal Studios island with all the roller coasters, everything that was around, and he told me figure it out. He said, y'all, you need to make sure we all have a good time. This is your this is your goal, and I made sure we had a good time. And it was very difficult, like being seven, trying to understand how the maps work understand my directions understand exactly what's going on but i think it helped me like really see um just really kind of come into my own and really understand like that this life isn't you can't follow people your life your whole life you need to lead right. you need to become a person that can be reliable um so even at a young age like, so it kind of seems like i'm sorry to cut you off here but mm-hmm. it kind of seems like he had certain expectations for you, but he also wanted you to know that, like, at the end of the day, like, you are in charge of your life. Just from that one exactly. lesson when you were little, mm-hmm. teaching you, like, okay, now you're in charge. This is you. Mm-hmm. So that's that's really dope. And it's let's, definitely let's, done that. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Talk about your mom a little bit. Let's hear about her. Give her some. Let's give Miss Allen some love. Yeah. Shout out to my mom, Sharice Allen. I love her to death. Um, she's uh, and I did want to talk about this a little bit, even with my dad. Like another expectation. Like even though it wasn't really an expectation, it was just kind of something that I imposed on myself. Uh, for people who don't know, I am Greek. I'm not from Greece, but I am Greek as in I'm part of the NPHC, the National Pan-Hellenic Council, which is like the black Greek letter organizations. I'm part of the Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, and my whole family's a part of that. A lot of the men in my family is a part of that. And my mom, she's a Delta. It's part of also that type of thing. So, like, we kind of came up, even though Greek them wasn't big in our household, I saw the imagery uh, the way they carry themselves, you can tell they learn from being part of those Greek organizations. So my mom, amazing woman, software analyst. She's very, she's not as practical as my dad, but she's still very practical, very matter of fact too. She's definitely giving me more love and more, <laughs> you know, you know how mother and sons are. Like you know how your mom is with you. Like it's just, it's just mm-hmm. always going to be that type of bond that a mother has with all of her kids, but especially their sons. I've always noticed right. especially like when my mom, she, 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 she knows how like, you know, my dad can get, or how like very, very like, Oh, you need to do this. You need to, there's really only a couple answers to this, blah, blah, blah. My mom would be like, Oh no, we need to be more sympathetic. You know, even though mm-hmm. you might be saying the right message, like we need to also love and acceptance and, 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 um, I don't know, just that type of family dynamic is also important. Um, it's, it's, it's not the end all be all isn't just like being this super nonchalant, pragmatic guy that's just like I only focus on the facts. No, like love and acceptance and caring and nurturing is also important. And she also and she played that pivotal role for me. Like even when I had any problems, I would definitely get my mom and my dad's perspective. My dad would give me like the the perspective of like yeah, like, nigga, you need to just, like, buckle down and, and, and focus, and then you're going to get the right answer. My mom was just like, you know, if you really listen to your heart, you'll really understand. <laughs> you really understand why you thought that. And I've, I've definitely come to my mom with a lot of problems in my life, yeah. girl problems, uh, school problems, work mm-hmm. problems, any of those problems. And she definitely tells me to keep a more open heart. Okay. Uh, an open mind as opposed to my dad. So yeah, I definitely appreciate that aspect that my mom has given me. Um, okay. As opposed to my dad. I, yeah. That that is dope. So you grew up in a house full of love, or they taught you to, you know, really use your insight and perspective to figure out, and that you're a leader. So you to rely on that and not be a follower. So I really like that. That mm-hmm. make I respect people like that. I respect people who are not followers because look. If you fought or what is it? If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for every for anything. But mm. okay. That's you also funny. mentioned that you uh <laughs> have a sister, you have a little sister. Um mm-hmm. what's your relationship like with her? Um and talk about that a little bit. Oh man, me and Nia. <laughs> uh me and Nia, I wouldn't I wouldn't hardly even call her my little sister anymore. Me and her damn near the same height. <laughs> type <laughs> shit. I would even say she's my little sister. She's definitely still my younger sister, blah, blah, blah. She's 19 years old. Shout out to Nia. She goes to the University of Michigan, just like her big bro and just like her pop. I'm sorry. Fuck that. Um, I love you otherwise, but no. You. Anyway, uh, no, my sister's great, man. She's so smart. She's so talented. She's so, um, I don't know. She She's very, she, she, acts, she acts more like my dad than I do. And you would think like mm-hmm. because like we're the same name and we, we talk the same type 
type shit you would think would be like that. But my my sister, I'm probably more like my mom. Uh, mm-hmm. I probably I probably lean more on my empathetic em, empathic side, my empathetic side, um, than my more practical side. Even though I do consider myself very practical, my my sister is more, a yo like, don't you ain't gonna fuck me over. Like you ain't gonna do this. Like I already got a plan before you even thought of something. Like before you can birth a thought, I've thought of every <laughs> single thing you can think of. Like that's literally how my sister thinks. She's very pra- she's very tactical. Um, and I don't know. Like me and her, like you know, growing up, you know, you always have that sibling rivalry. Like even like type. Even like and you know, like you have siblings too. Like you, you always gonna bicker with them. You always gonna butt heads with them, type shit. But you gonna take, you'll take a bullet for them. Like I'll take a bullet yeah. for me, and like, and and you know, if if anything, anybody come at her sideways, you know, I'm always there. She knows she can call on me for any type of shit, and I know I can call on her for any type of shit. She's gonna give me good advice, and yeah, she she's just amazing, man. She's she's great. Anybody who's lucky enough to meet her, be cool with her, be friends with her, y'all. Y'all are definitely like in for something, in for a treat. Like she's she's one of a kind for sure. I love that. Yes. Okay. Sibling love. Mm-hmm. And so you do have a sister. And you mm-hmm. also mentioned earlier, you have a lot of brothers. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is about to start heating up. I just oh, want to let you know that. <laughs> oh, no. no. So as you mentioned, you are a member of. Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. And kind of uh, just talk about that again for a second. Um, what is Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated? Ooh. What is what is it? Uh, Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Uh, no, I'm not going to do that. But Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity. Get that info. So that's that the, info, yeah. no, I ain't, I ain't No, I ain't pledging. <laughs> I ain't probate no more. I ain't no Neo either. I've been in this. I've been in this for quite some time. He man. has Neos a, now, y'all. I've been, in, I'm going to say my Neos have Neos. You feel me? My Neos, Neos Holy have shit. Neos. Um, You're like a great grandfather. Type shit. Um, but yeah, I'm coming up in March. It'll be four years of me and Alpha. Uh, my relationship with Alpha is actually, obviously is intertwined with my familiar relationship. Like my parent, I mean, with my dad, my uncles, my cousins, they they're all Alphas. Um, but my relationship with Alpha is slightly different. Like, obviously, I grew up seeing a lot of that imagery, like I said, with my mom and mom and my dad. But my brain didn't really register being an Alpha until I got to college, really. Ironically, I knew I wanted it in the back of my mind. I was just like, this is something I could definitely go for. But I'll say my relationship with Alpha, it definitely grew um, because of the people I met that also became Alphas. Um, right. Shout out. Shout out to uh, DeAndre, um, uh, DeAndre, Isaiah, and Steve. Uh, they're in the line before me. Um, and I knew them all separately before they became alphas. And then they all ended up being on the same line. So, like, me seeing them cross, me being uh, related to a bunch of alphas, me knowing that this is something I wanted in the back of my head kind of solidified that this is something. It was like a calling. It was like, oh, okay. I know right. I know personal people who become alphas. I know my family who are alphas. I knew it was my time to be an alpha. And and I just kind of went all in on it. And I was just like, yeah, let me let me be the best version of myself. And I seen my dad, he's he's done so much good, not only with us, but so with but within the community, within Alpha, within his time in the chapter when he was a lot younger. And then seeing like how much has transformed him and his parenting style and how he is as a person outside of us just made me want to like continue that made me want to made me want to like 
become the best version of myself and follow that type of lead and and just like obviously seeing my friends become alphas too it was just like a no-brainer and 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 me just like learning all of that and me just kind of going through all of that going through my own process um my lbs is funny how i even met them separately <laughs> um especially uh my tail charles good friend of mine you know charles he's is one of my lbs um I actually, I actually shout out to Charles. Him. Yes, shout out to Charles. I actually convinced him to do the alpha thing with me because I knew I was going to do it anyway. And, you know, he was a little on the fence, but once we like, once he like kind of like accepted it and, and decided that he wanted to do that, we were kind of all in. So like that kind of you know strengthened our bond. It's just so many aspects to alpha, and I know Greek life has negative perceptions too, as well as positive perceptions. But I'm speaking solely on the positives. I've definitely learned a lot i've definitely gained a lot of family a lot of brothers like you said and and just a, a sense of self that's a lot more confident than before i joined alpha so i definitely see it as a, a, a overall win or overall plus for me um okay. being part of this yeah all right and then okay i'm gonna ask you one question and then i'm gonna ask you the question mm-hmm. or no that's not the question that's the question before the question that's still a little oh, bit then they said the before question. that oh, God. Oh, God. before that can you just tell me like what does it mean to be an alpha what like what is an alpha man what does what what type of values that they do they have what do they exemplify like what is an alpha mm-hmm. so before i before i start alpha males are not a thing in human society alpha males aren't they're not like wolves they don't travel in packs there is no alpha male so like all you niggas that claim to be alpha males and try to try to spew alpha male ideologies because y'all think y'all are just so much better than all the niggas that y'all encounter all the women that y'all encounter that y'all become the top of the food chain y'all are wrong y'all are liars y'all are losers um <laughs> but in terms of Greekdom, Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, being an alpha male is being a man who who really prioritizes leadership. And like I said, like with my dad, and like I said, and I'm pretty sure a lot of alpha lessons taught him to be like, maybe I shouldn't steal this in my son when he's young, to be like, you need to be a leader. You need to you need to move with your own beat, your own BTO drum, your own step. So I see alpha being a um, I don't know, like a platform kind of to to express yourself or be the 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 best version of yourself um in all aspects really so like alpha for me like just being being an alpha like like i said instilled a lot of confidence in me a lot of um expectations too but it also like showed me that yeah this is something that that's different than what i'm used to this is something completely different than what i i'm used to and it, and it's pushing me into an uncomfortable zone, like out of my comfort zone, and and it's showing me that yeah, you can be the you can be so much greater if you put this energy into this, or if you put your mindset into this, or if you change how you think about this, and and I think that Alpha really exposed me to a lot, exposed me to a lot for real, uh, and exposed me positively too. So it exposed me just just to just to how much i am and it really showed me like how much i act in certain situations and how much i need to change how i act or react to certain situations and and, and it's and and it's really like just showed me a sense of self um that i don't think i've gotten that i don't think i've ever gotten before alpha and 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 i'll say like since i was an alpha in college 
it, it, it made me like want to join other orgs and made me want to like really leave an imprint on the community um, as opposed to like, obviously, like I said, Greek life has negative connotations too. It's just like parties and hoes and pussy and blah, blah, blah. Like, but it's so much more to it. Like it, obviously that those word, things. Hold happen. on. That word pussy is just, oh, okay. Go well, ahead. That's because you're gay. You don't like, you, you don't like pussy. I don't know. Like, I don't pussy, know. I know a lot of straight people. You also cringe with cock. Very aggressive word. You also cringe with cock. Right. Oh, stop. Don't do that. No, <laughs> but anyway, all of that. Yeah. Even though that might be a thing, it's not the end all be all. That's not the, the whole. That's not what it all encompasses. Like, it's so much more to it. And I took more of that than the other side of that. Like, I took more of me being a leader, me being a, a person that can enact change, a person that that can be very persistent and, 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 and value my work. Uh, more so than value my my social perception, my my life, my my uh party life, blah blah blah. It just I just had a lot of fun realizing that about myself, more or less. So that's what I'll say. Like being alpha is. I love that. I love yeah. that. Okay, so here we go. It's getting a little a little warm in here. So you mentioned that it was really cool seeing a lot of your friends, you know, see alpha and become alpha with you. You, I, I know for a fact that you had a lot of friends that also wanted to become alphas that necessarily did not become alphas. And I just want to know, um, and you don't have to name names here, but how did that, or if it, if at all, change the dynamic of your friendship? Like you guys both going for something that you w- both wanted and then you got it and then they didn't. Like were people acting a different toward you or, you know, talk about that. Like how did that dynamic shift or not shift? Mm. Oh, I feel like I got a little bit of both. Um, certain people that wanted to be probably alphas that I didn't know extensively um, that I kind of met maybe through the process or like other, other shit, like, or like them trying to, trying to tell me since I'm an alpha, since I'm an alpha, a lot of people be like, yeah, you know, you know, man, you know, I'm trying to fuck with that too, man. You know me, like I, I've been I've been studying y'all, I've been fucking with the alpha, I've been seeing <laughs> all the alpha shit. So, you know, I'm I'm gonna do my shit and I'm gonna talk to you, blah, blah, blah. But you know, I don't see it as like like a alpha being alpha isn't necessary for anyone. Like I don't I don't that's isn't necessary for anyone. It's really just a club to be a part of that can elevate you, but you can be just as great without the alpha moniker or like without the alpha title behind you really so i'll say like you know like certain people definitely may have treated me different when they were trying to go through the process and if they didn't if they were not so fortunate to make it maybe you know if they tried again they'll try to like fuck with me like hard and be like hey yo like maybe this time I could do a lot better because I know you and I'm trying to like really get into your good graces so I can really get into that. And, you know, other people, you know, kind of struck it off. They're just kind of like, Oh, maybe I didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't meant for me or it wasn't my time or blah, blah, blah. And they, they don't really see me any different and they don't really see themselves any different because they, they see it as like, Oh, this is just a journey. It's like, it's like trying out for the basketball team or trying out for the baseball team or whatever sport you want to do. And you might not make it, but you don't, some people might see it as like the end of the world, like they're they're ass, they're useless, blah, blah, blah. And some people might see it as, OK, this wasn't my time. This wasn't I'm not good enough or good enough yet 
or I'm not blah, blah, blah. And I, I can work on certain things to be better, blah, blah, blah. It's not an end all be all to me personally. If I didn't become an alpha, I wouldn't say it was a failure. And I know it might seem like that because I like I got so many family ties being an alpha, but I never saw myself failing that and me seeing and me like uh, coming to the conclusion that I'm just a a loser with that shit. Um, I don't know. And I, so in a way, are you saying that there were some people who saw themselves in that light that you mm-hmm. witnessed? Mm. Oh, yeah. I've definitely seen people who saw themselves as like, yeah, like a lot of people, you know, who tried who tried to really be alphas um and it really wasn't for them and they like maybe quote-unquote failed uh trying to actually obtain that you see that a lot you'd be like okay like like yeah you didn't make it and and you should realize or you should like accept the fact that you didn't make it but it's not the end of the world bro Mm-hmm. like it's not it's not the end of the world to me but it could be to them like it could be like yo this is like a big thing to me and like i ex- and you know i you know i expect it to be a big thing it's, it is a big thing i think i would hope mm-hmm. you know for a lot of people other than me like outside of me being legacy it's a big thing so right yeah yeah you know a lot of people have have, have had those moments where they just maybe feel vindictive towards you because you got it and they feel like they deserve it and you got people who like oh yeah you know, it's okay. Like it's not the end of the world. It's okay. It's okay. And for like, those who don't know, can you explain what legacy means? Oh, uh, so legacy is just any uh anybody who's Greek, um, or tries to be Greek that has family that are also part of that same organization. So if you're a Delta, or if you're trying like to be a Delta, to and your mama's a Delta. Delta. Mm-hmm. or if you got mama, auntie, cousins, Deltas. Uh, and you're trying to be a Delta, your legacy, because you have family who are also a part of the org you're trying to be a part of. So, like, me being an alpha, I have family that are also alphas. Um, Yeah, so I'm a legacy. Upholding the legacy, as one might say. Hold it off! All right, man. Oh, no. Here's the question. <laughs> as soon as that nigga said, all right, man, you knew that nigga was like, whoo! I feel nervous even asking you this because oh, we've had boy. conversations about this, but I yeah, think yeah, yeah, yeah. you might Go know ahead. where where I'm going here. Ugh. So we talked about how 2020 was it was a brutal year, and I and just to give y'all some context, like in our area of uh, there was a lot going on. There was the protests going on right in the middle of the beginning of the pandemic. We're in quarantine. And then there's also a lot of awareness for sexual assault. Um, during this time, there were a lot of pages on Twitter coming out, um, you know, with survivors alleging certain people and naming them by name. Um, and I won't just put this on Alpha, but I'm going to ask you this question just because a lot of your brothers from your chapter were on those pages. Um, and I'm not going to lie. I was praying to God. I knew you were good. I knew you weren't going to be on there, but I was, there were a lot of your brothers on those pages and I was praying to God. I'm like, please don't let Darren be on there. And he wasn't. Darren was good. Darren's a good guy. I'm telling you guys now, Darren is one of the good guys. I've met a lot of people in my life. He is one of the good ones, but Kind of talk to me about like how that made you feel 
um, seeing your brothers on those pages and some of them who you might have like looked up to um, to become an alpha and to do that. Like, how did that make you feel? Man, no, it's man, it's deep because I told you this is the question. (laughs) No, no, but it's real, though, because because I I put myself back in 2020. It was June 2020, early June 2020. Um, Yeah. And it it was interesting because if if, if I go through my perspective, the day before all those pages kind of came about, um, I think it was like a trend that was going on on Twitter or social media where people just put their ages. Right. It was like you put your age and the age would be like when if if you were sexually assaulted is when you were well, how old you were when you were sexually assaulted so seeing seeing so many just seeing how that like how that grew and seeing so many people that i know so many women that i knew personally that had ages like tied to being sexually assaulted kind of broke it it kind of broke my heart it, it it just made me like and me being a you know straight male like i probably have the most privilege out of you know everyone um yeah so like me seeing a lot of a lot of that really shocked me because like you know me like i don't i don't i don't i never subscribe to to no shit like that you feel me like no 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 shit like that so like me me being in an environment with a lot of people who have experienced that shocked me because i was just like who could who could do this or like how could this come about type shit um and then the next day when the pages come and then you start seeing a lot of friends, it's not even just brothers, like friends that are outside of Alpha get get outed or like a lot of people that I knew, like men that I knew that I would kick it with or were part of these pages that have assaulted women and multiple women. And I'll say like even with my chapter, like having a lot of allegations about like brothers like you said i've even looked up to like i've i've i a lot of the reason why i became alpha wanted to be a better alpha was because of some of these brothers and to see like a chink in their armor really 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 set me aback and and i remember the day it happened when a lot of the pages were being formed and when i was with the i was with a lot of the brothers that obviously didn't have that didn't well i wouldn't say obviously but didn't have any any type of ties to those pages that that weren't outed that didn't have that didn't weren't sexually assaulting anyone but we were kind of sitting together seeing all of our other brothers that weren't with us being outed and it just shocked it it kind of put us all like it put everything into perspective and it kind of made us really sit back and realize like yo yo this is real like this ain't no this ain't no fucking game like you you kind of go through your whole college experience thinking one way or like going through one way and, and trying to like be the best person you can and also enjoy yourself, have fun. And, and it's a lot of fun to it, too. But you don't realize the extent that maybe certain brothers are having with their quote unquote fun. Um, and it just made me sick to my stomach, just like seeing brothers that I'm very that some that I'm just very close with personally and, and just see that they had that they had these allegations or that they had these moments where they had women come out and speak out against them because of how heinous they've been. And it just made me, it just made me really reflect on my part to play and all of that. And, and like, obviously like 
like you say, like you were praying, like I wasn't on there. I wasn't on there, but you start to really, you start to really think about, yeah, I'm in the same chapter as them. We've hosted a lot of parties. We've hosted a lot of events. It's probably plenty of moments that unknowingly I've aided in their sexual assault crusade. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've had no idea because like, I, I also have to say, like, we don't speak about like personally as brothers, even brothers, friends, male, straight men don't speak too much in detail about their sexual encounters. It's just, it's just not a thing. Yeah. Like we'll be like, yeah, fuck her, blah, 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 or fuck her. Or like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we, I, I feel like me and you go more into detail than yeah, most because, Yeah, but like, I'll say like a lot of the straight men, like we don't talk about how it happened. What'd you say? Like, where was y'all at? What, what was the outcome? Blah, blah, blah. It's just kind of like, oh, I fucked her and you just accept it. You just be like, okay, yeah. All right, cool. You got it. You got it like that. You get pussy, blah, blah, blah. But that's not the case like it's like realizing that and sitting down and really looking at all of that you realize like oh yeah is much deeper than i could have ever even imagined of how okay. like crazy this can be so like just seeing that and yeah. seeing personal brothers like brothers that i'm close with go through that it really broke my heart on all fronts yeah. it broke my heart way more for the victims than the brothers um because like i said a lot of the victims i was also close to like right. and the fact that they like they were so scared to even talk to me about it broke my heart. Like where it's just like, oh yeah, you didn't even want to talk to me about it, but I get it. Like I'm brothers with them. You would think I would like I, any logical person would be like, why would you even believe me? That's your brother. Like, and I but, can see like just like from your from how you're talking about it, your mm-hmm. your body language. This is pretty. De- it's still affecting you to to today. Yeah, I would say right. No, it does. Yeah. It does. I think about this. I think about this almost every day. I can't. I can't hold you. Like that moment really, really showed me. I lost friends because of that. Like I lost friends because I'm just associated with them. Like it don't matter because because like obviously I'm in the chapter. Blah blah blah. I got it was other shit that happened, and I've lost friends because of that, and it hurt me. It still hurts me to this day. Yeah. But like all I can do is try to create and cultivate a culture. Uh, and, and you know I love Alpha, I love Epsilon, I love my chapter. My chapter itself, I've done so much good for the chapter. And the chapter has done so much good. I know it can be changed. And I know it can be reformed. It's not. It's not defined by the actions of certain brothers. So in my head, I'm. And like, yeah, at the end of the at the end of the day, um, we want you guys want to make sure that you don't create this culture and that the survivors that did come out feel supported at the end of the day. Um, no matter how it might've shifted things, their priority. So can you kind of like talk about the steps that um, Alpha did and is currently taking mm-hmm. to, you know, change the perspective? I know that you're a couple of years removed from mm-hmm. U of M. So you're not there on campus to talk about what they're doing now, but what are some of the things that you left there for them to continue to do and that you know of? Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, I'm not I'm not currently in the chapter. A lot of the brothers aren't currently in the chapter to have that. But I'm still I still talk to a lot of the people that were in the chapter, even after the page that had to go through another year or like a whole nother year of the school year. Having to deal with that. Um, so like really our next steps have been like, obviously, we slowed down on intake, like bringing people in, like trying to like uh like bring more brothers in and and like trying to grow the chapter even though like our brains our mindsets before the page was like how can we grow the chapter how can we keep 
keep this this run going because we had an incredible run um and that's not just out that's outside of like the, the social and the fun stuff like we've had just like a lot of good programs and whatnot we stopped being hyper focused on that and we started being more focused on the current brothers that's currently that's currently like leading the charge or who would bring in new brothers it's, it's, it's really trying to change the mindsets of certain just the mindset of of how Greek life is. And, you know, you kind of come up in Greek life, you know about all the the caveats of Greek life and you start to and you just start to think about all the, the positives that I can I can get from it that may not be positives. If you look deeper, but on the surface level, would you'd be like, oh, yeah, you get all this attention, you get all this love, you get all this blah, blah, blah. But um, or like I said, I'll be real, like all this sex or all this, like you enjoy the company of different women or whatever, whatever you, you want, you'll get it from being alpha or you'll get it from being Greek. I'll, how do you say this outside of alpha Q Kappa, any type of that, you'll get that from being Greek. And we had to stop thinking about it like that. We had to stop thinking like, oh yeah, this is like, this is like the top. This is like, oh yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna be the man because I'm gonna be a, a Greek person. Uh, I'm gonna be part of Greek life. No, like you need to get back to the roots. We need to get back to how it was when this shit was just was was formed. Like we need to become a beacon for the black community. We need to become that type of. We need to have that type of presence on campus. We need to we need to make sure when we have intake, we need to instill that in the new brothers. That is is honestly fuck the women. It's fuck the it's fuck the uh parties. It's fuck. I'm not saying like fuck the women, like fuck them, but it's just like it's fuck the parties. It's fuck all that shit. It's, it's about the people. It's about it's about like making sure that you have a, a, a good enough impact on campus that you can make a real discernible change and you can actually like become the best versions of ourselves individually and as a chapter. Um, and it's just it just become deeper than that. Stop focusing on the wrong shit. And and we just had to like do that within intake, within our programs, within just ourselves. I've had many conversations just personally with my brothers, just like just how do how do we become better individuals how do we just become right. better like how do we become better how do we serve people that have been victims or associated with victims that have this type of trauma even from like from us or from others like how do we try to cultivate that environment and it's not easy at all because because who wants to hear the solutions from the perpetrators like right. but but it's one of those things that we just feel like we need to do for our own sanity that we just had to do for our own sanity for real. So like we just taking the steps we can to just try to try to try to help out, reach out to people who are survivors, reach out to people who are affected by this and, and, and try to create a new culture that's not hyper-focused on sex and parties and 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 drugs and 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 liquor and all that all that shit that we've kind of focused on for so many years and have led us here um so yeah that's that's really just a taste of really what we we, we, what we've been doing and you know i'm very proud of my brother i do want to shout out i'm very proud of my brothers the chapter that had to go through um post page and and really um and really just live and really have to sit in that and really have to live through that and really have to change because of the damage that a lot of the previous chapter members done. So definitely big shout out to them. I don't see Epsilon leaving. I do see us figuring this, figuring this out and bringing in a new crop of brothers that understands and values 
their place in the community and values the community itself, especially women. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely, um, and then, like I said, I still help out to this day to try to try to try to create that new culture. So it's like I said, it's never it's never going to be perfect. It's going to be people that still hate us. But like as long as we're trying, I think that matters more than just like saying fuck it. Right. Yeah. All right. And uh, thank you for I commend you for being able to talk about that. I know it's heavy. Thank you for allowing me to ask you that. I know he did not know that I was going to ask him that at all. Y'all. No. Um, yeah. No, real. So, <laughs> thank mm-hmm. you for being a good sport but you know we had to we have to at least you know i have to ask you that yeah um no doubt all right so now i'm just gonna do um some random questions let's you know lighten it up a little bit um answer these as fast as you can don't try to take too much time with them mm-hmm. um just answer them and they're gonna seem like deep questions but i guarantee you you can do this okay you mm-hmm. ready mm-hmm. all right so which celebrity would you want as your other best friend and why i say other because me right <laughs> uh i probably say donald glover aka childish gambino i think me and him have a lot in common um he's like number he's top three to me if anybody that knows me knows that kanye is always gonna be number one um but i don't think i could ever enjoy a night or a day with kanye west i think i <laughs> might want to blow my brains out but donald glover yeah on the other hand, I think he's very introspective, very uh, just very creative. And I feel like I would learn a lot from just being in his presence. So I'd probably say, yeah, I'd love to hang out with him. All right, Donald Glover. But I'm kind of like Donald mm-hmm. Glover. All right. Um, what's one thing that most people don't know about you? Oh, man. Um, oh, I feel like a lot of people know. <laughs> uh well well for the listeners because a lot of people don't know about me but uh i have a slew of allergies like i'm fucking sickly (laughs) sickly ass nigga if if you're weak the people the people shut up the people who know me who know me know me know i have a lot of allergies but the people who just listen and don't know too much about me nigga, i'm allergic to outside i'm allergic to grass i'm allergic to dandelions i'm allergic to fucking air i'm allergic to all that bullshit um shit's peanuts all that shit and i'll be taking allergy shots <laughs> and shit all right. um, it's ass but yeah that's probably something that y'all know. all right have you ever been bullied or have you ever bullied somebody um have i ever been bullied i've had moments where bigger people might try to try me um and this was like when i was in elementary school but i don't think i've ever been really bullied like shoved in lockers uh, pushed up against the wall, beat up, blah blah blah, none of that shit. And I'm never bullied either. Like I, I'm not the biggest guy. Um, if you count cooking bullying, then yeah. But I think everybody cooks, especially in middle school. I cooked a lot. I always had roast for niggas, and niggas always had roast for me. But I never took it, took it, took it to heart because I always had something back for their ass. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd probably say that's the closest I've ever come to bullying. Okay. And then the last question, I know I said rapid fire. This is a kind of a deep question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. How can I, the interviewer, be a better friend to you, the interviewee? Oh, wow. <laughs> it is kind of a deep question. Um, I don't know, Jay, you do, you do such a good job being my friend, man. I think, oh, I think like me and you have such a special dynamic. Obviously, we fucking put mics in front of our faces and started fucking recording for people's entertainment. So obviously, we enjoy our conversations enough that we want to share them with everyone else. Um, but uh, I don't. 
I don't, I don't know. I think you I think you do a, a very good job being supportive when you need to be very, being very um practical when you need to be too if I'm if I'm on bullshit. Um I don't know. Like you do you do good you do all around, you do a good job keeping me in check. So oh, I definitely you. respect it. You know, I probably have more shit for your ass if I really, really thought about it right now. <laughs> I, I think you're I think you're a really good friend. Really good friend. I think, so I think you're a really good friend as well. What a yeah. lovely compliment. Yeah. But that is that, that's all the questions that I had. How do you feel? You're, I told you it wasn't gonna be that bad. Like, I told you I was gonna ask you some shit, but Exclusive. it wasn't gonna be it wasn't gonna be too bad. <laughs> no, no, no. I resp- no, no, like I said, all the questions. Like like I said before to all the listeners, I did not know any of these questions. So like, e- even from like the little questions to the deep heavy questions, I didn't know none of them. So like, you know, me kind of going in blind definitely helped me just like give a genuine r- response instead of just like textbook. I didn't write none of the answers down and just remember them type shit. I tried to give it based off my heart, based off my soul, based off how I'm feeling. Um, yeah, and no, look, shout I, out to I'm you. A good. I'm a I, I would say too. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. I would say too, I'm a good peeper of bullshit and I can honestly tell you guys can see it now, mm-hmm. but I can honestly tell that he was giving genuine answers and y'all know me and he knows me. Mm-hmm. If he was on bullshit, I would definitely would have, have called, called him out. This so. thing has called me out on bullshit on the pot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all the time. <laughs> but um yeah, definitely good. I'm on his ass next week though. So if y'all uh-huh. ready for Jay's interview. For Jay's interview, oh boy, he's. Come, I don't know what you're gonna fucking ask me, but uh, <laughs> fucking bring it. Yes. Um, okay. Well, in honor of this being a special episode and it being Darren's interviews, we're gonna do a nice little segment that we've done before on the podcast. It is time for Darren's dope dabbles, and for those of you who don't know what that is, Darren is just gonna tell us some dope things that he is dabbling in. It could be a book, it could be some music, it could be some food. Mm. He's a he's gonna tell us these dabbles. So yep, yep, yep. take it away, my friend. Darren's dope dabbles. Yeah. But nah. Nah. Yeah. Uh I've been, been dabbling in a lot. <laughs> I've been dabbling in a lot, but just to kind of give y'all like just a little bit of it every week, most of the, most of the time I'll be working. But if I'm not working I'm trying to do different shit. So mm-hmm. lately, beginning of the new year, I know we talked about our New Year's resolutions, our first episode, and I said that personally, I wanted to get back into my exercise bag. So I've really been into running. Like I've been running a lot, and it's usually been on the treadmill. I can't run outside because it's too fucking cold. Oh in yeah, it's right now where you are. Yeah. It's- it's 70 yeah. here. Yeah, he had to he had to mention that where you are. Where <laughs> you are. I mean, I wouldn't have mentioned it if you wouldn't have mentioned the cold weather. You just bitch. you you kind of wanted me to mention bitch. that. Bitch, bitch, bitch. You want anyway. You, you act you walked yourself in. Anyway, anyway, uh once it starts getting warm, I definitely am looking for a running partner. Um, I definitely need to run. Um I definitely want to run outside a lot more, but I'm I'm enjoying it. I've been running at least two miles a day. Uh Damn, it's, okay. I know it's not that much. But me being That's inside and being, and being on a treadmill, yeah, it's definitely helped. Uh, so yeah, I'll probably say that. Um, I also started reading. Uh, well, not started because I've read this before, but I didn't read this for like the last five years. It's called Zong, which is a collection of poems. Um, it's it, I'm gonna say it's it's a really good book. It the poems are very unconventional, like they're stylized in a way 
that are different than how you was you would think about how a poem would be like a stanza and another stanza or blah 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 it's more so like uh un- unconventional is everywhere the words are everywhere and and it's very deep and I, I feel like a lot of people would would enjoy that um but yeah zong that's also great uh succession which is a tv show I, fuck, I I did not know you watched that. I, I love, love Succession. Oh yeah, you know, you know, he know. Jay knows Succession. Just to give you a little insight, I don't want to spoil none, but it's about like this family who is like a big media family, uh, and and I think the dad, the yeah, the dad is about to die, or like he thinks he's about to die. Blah blah blah. And it's really just a it's 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 funny. It's a very funny show, but it's not formatted in a way to be conventionally funny like no no laugh it's track, like sat- no it's jokes. dramatic satire dramatic satire that's that's a good word i'm about to say it's like the family is very interesting it's like four kids that he has and they're all trying to battle to see who could be the, like the, the number one nigga in the company after they dad passed it's, it's, it's funny it's very funny if I'm you watch this- greg y'all i am team greg yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey i fuck with greg too but um uh, last thing, anime. I do want to give a shout out to anime. I'm a big anime guy. If y'all niggas don't know, um, I really fuck with uh a lot of the animes. <laughs> but I'll say like a couple anime that I'm really really into now. Attack on Titan, um, new season is out. Um, and Demon Slayer, new season is out. Um, I'm a big fan of both of those shows. Um, so I'm really, I'm, I'm very excited to see where they take the story for both of those. I think y'all all should check every single thing I've listed out from running to Zong to Succession to Demon Slayer and all that shit. Um, but yeah, that's really what I've been dabbling in lately. Uh, kind of light, but I enjoy it. Okay. That is, those are some dope dabbles. I want to give mm-hmm. a shout out to One Punch Man too. I was having sex with this guy and we were watching that as we were having sex and I was like, hold on, let's wait a second. I like this. So <laughs> check that out too. Um, but yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. It wouldn't be me if, if I weren't me. Oh boy. But yeah, so those are some dope dabbles. And now we're at the end of the podcast. This is our last call. And for our last call tonight, we're going to give some, we're going to hear some final words from Darren, what you got for us. Yeah, final words, man. Um, yeah, I gave y'all an insight of how I think or how I came up and you know, just very important moments in my life. You know, a lot of people don't, even friends that I consider friends don't know that much about me. Um, and they will probably want to learn more. And I think this episode, I think Jay asked a good assortment of questions to kind of get to know me well enough that you would listen to this and be like, Oh, at least I know a little bit more about Darren. Um, and how he thinks or how, how he goes about certain things. So I'm definitely, definitely appreciative of this episode. Um, thank you to everybody who just tunes in and listens. I know it's, just, it's a few of y'all that really listen from beginning to end that really fuck with this whole thing. And um, and like like we said, we're visual now. So like, you know, you get to see my reactions and shit like that. So I definitely want to definitely want to give a big shout out to Jay for this idea. His I This is his idea about just interviewing each other, trying to you know get to know each other so yeah I, i'll say that this was a big success for me personally so that's really uh, all i got to say amazing amazingly said i definitely agree 100 percent. so yeah we're at the end of the episode i hope you guys enjoyed it as always you can follow me on instagram at j underscore good 98 and where can they follow you 
Oh, they can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, all that shit at Ned Saturn, N E D S A T U R N, Ned Saturn. And then follow the podcast at the experience underscore pod on both Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our channel. Give us a thumbs up, leave some comments because we're visual now. We're on YouTube. Uh, share it with your friends. And you know it. You know it. We're going to be back next week, another special episode. Um, also, I just want to state. The special episodes aren't just going to be the visual. All the episodes from here on out are going to be visual. So, yep. yes. I know y'all um, been asking yeah, for it. But yeah, next week. What, what did you say? I said, I know they've been asking for it. We here now. Yeah, they have. You guys have been trying to see, like, all in our business. Like, okay. I, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, we'll be back next week. I'm getting interviewed in this bitch. I'm not going to have any clue what this man is about to ask me. But look, I'm going to be honest. It's like he was um i'm actually nervous because i feel like he <laughs> knows a lot look he knows a lot about me but i don't know if i want y'all niggas to know what so well always thank you guys for listening we appreciate it and we'll be back next week yep thank y'all